I'd like to have an argument, please. Is this the right one for an argument? Welcome in to Arguing with Drew and Devin. Okay, we have a good argument. Fighting out of the blue corner from Sports 56. Sports 56. Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Drew Barrett. Drew Barrett. Drew Barrett. Drew Barrett over on the other side. Drew Barrett. What's up, Drew? An argument is a collective series of statements to establish a definite proposition. I'm oh, sorry, is this a five-minute argument or the full half hour? And fighting out of the red corner from 92.9 FM ESPN. 92.9 FM ESPN. Devin Walker. Devin Walker. Devin Walker. Look, if I argue with you, I must take up a contrary position. Argument's an intellectual process. Contradiction is just the automatic gainsaying of anything the other person says. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. Not at all. No, look. Thank you. Now, here are your hosts, Drew Barrett and Devin Walker. And welcome into another episode of Arguing with Drew and Devin. I am Drew Barrett alongside me as always, Mr. Devin Walker. We got an interesting show lined up for you today. We're going to preview some Tiger basketball as their season starts, obviously, on Monday um, against... It be, should be something I know yeah, right off the top of my head, right? Something Rio Grande Valley. Oh, yeah. University of Texas, Rio Grande Valley. So we're going to give you every little thing that you need to know. Do you know anything about them, by the way? About Rio Grande Valley? Yeah, what do you know about Rio Grande Valley? Uh, Tell me one fun fact. Uh, I have no idea. Their logo has a B. There we go. Ding, ding. Yeah. That's a winner right there. Thank you. Thank I, you. I, you win because I literally couldn't tell you anything about them. Yeah, I couldn't either. Uh, you know, I've I think I've heard of them before. You know, and never just, heard of them. Not not even like on the ticker at the bottom of ESPN. Not, never even just like seen it a little bit. Not even at the ticker. When when it popped up on the schedule, I was like, uh, okay. Well, I mean, most of the other teams we played this year, you know, you you recognize the name at least. Yeah, let me let me let me go do some research. I'm gonna do some research. Right now. You didn't do any research before the show? Yeah, I did, but I'm just making sure I do some more research. Okay, so they play. Okay, they're Division One school. Okay, cool. Yeah, all right, cool. They're located in Texas. Obviously. Um, Let's see. I think that's all I have. Guessing somewhere in an area that would be described as the Rio Grande Valley area. There you go. You're all right. You are correct. <laughs> well, before we get into everything, uh, it has been a couple weeks since we've uh, done a podcast because uh, our schedules have just been so whack. Out, out of whack, basically, and it's been hard for me and Devin to you know, get some time um, to where we can actually sit down and talk sports and argue with each other. But guess what? We back and we, we are back. back and we back. <laughs> and we won't leave again, I promise you. But before we get into everything, Devin, why don't you go ahead and shout shout out everything? Uh, shout out to my Twitter page. If you want to follow me on Twitter, follow me at Devin underscore Walker5. If you want to follow me on Instagram, follow me at DMWalker5. Or you can follow me on Snapchat at DMWalker5. Like I said before, the best decision you ever made. Perfect example. Last night, I watched a Conor McGregor fight. It was mm. fantastic. Like, I had the four-piece combo when he knocked him out. Like, it was... You, you, let's just say there's never a dull moment on my Snapchat story, so follow me on Snapchat. See, I didn't watch the McGregor fight. I was a little too upset after the uh, Memphis game. So you got to use that to pep yourself up, man. You got to use the, yeah, the, 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 the winning of Conor McGregor to make you feel better. I should have, but instead I went uh, downtown to Silky's and drowned my sorrows and divers and the big-ass big beer beers. I actually ended up down there, too. Actually. Really? Yeah, about, I ended up probably 130. 
Okay, I probably left around Scroll. I strolled into Jerry Lee's mm-hmm. till like 3 30, 4 o'clock. Not the best idea. No, no. This is Jerry, what we Jerry, do. Jerry this Lee's is what always we do. seems to be the last spot, though. I mean, for us, it's like the first and the last spot. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't really go anywhere else. Like, I'm not a big fan of Tin Roof. I'm not a fan of Silky's. So I just go to Jerry Lee's, go get dan- go get my dance on, mm-hmm. go home, go to sleep. See, normally the night always starts out at Silky's. Then you go over to Tin Roof for a little bit. And then you get to Jerry Lee's, you dance, you wear yourself out, and you get in an Uber and you go home. Two different stories, man. Two different stories. Well, hey, I'm last a- night I only made it to Silky's. I was just... It's okay. It's okay. But th- like I said, this this show and everything else will cheer you up. So yeah, that's what we're here for. I, I, I'm I'm a little bit happier than I was last night. I've uh, regained some confidence in life. That's good. A new a, a new outlook. That's good. On life that I'm not going to try to kill myself, which is great. <laughs> that's always good. Like, yeah, it is. You would never want to kill yourself over a sporting event because that's no, not the best. I wouldn't do it that anyways. But. Let's get back. Uh, oh, before we get going, let me just go ahead and shout out everything that I do. Um, follow me on Twitter, dbarrett 36 Follow me on Instagram at dbarrett 36 uh, Also, listen every Sunday from 5 to 7 on Sports 56 WHBQ to the Blue and Gray Show. And, of course, be sure to tune in every Saturday from 11 to 1 o'clock for Cerrito Live. Uh, and, of course, you can check out us and all the Cerrito Live segments on CerritoLive.com or your favorite podcast provider. And don't forget to listen to me to me and Devin on Tuesdays and Thursdays at WMRU92 on the Sports Desk program from 835 to 9 o'clock for the greatest college perspective in sports. That should be like trademark, dude. It should be. Oh, yeah, that's fantastic. I, I, it, I've been saying it for so long, I can't remember if I picked it up from somebody or I actually came up with it. I, th- I, I think you should take credit for it. I think I should because I've been saying it for like three years and I can't honestly remember if somebody else said it before. You should trademark it before someone else does. I need to. Too bad I'm only going to be working for WMR for another five months. It's so. okay. It's okay. You can trademark it and get checks from, from now to forever. Trademark checks, man. How, mu- how, how much do you normally get in a trademark? I, don't, I really don't know. I just feel like... I don't really know. We should look that up later. Yeah, it should be something to, something I should look into. Yeah, but should. let's go ahead, because we do have a limited amount of time this week, uh, go ahead and get into Tiger basketball. Of course, they start on Monday, November 14th against Rio UT Rio Grande Valley. Then they play on Wednesday against Milwaukee. Both of those games are at home. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock, and both games are on ESPN3. Devin, when I look at this team, it's a lot of new faces. You know, I think there's only, what, five returning players from last year? Yep. Yeah. So you were personally at the Christian Brothers Exposition, which went a whole lot better this year than it did two years ago. Six, my bad. Correction. Six. Okay, six. Really look, really look at the roster. Okay, yeah, six. Um, you were obviously there. I was here producing Christian Brothers University Basketball, which is what I've got to do in a little bit, so that's why we're a little short on time today. Um, but what was the – Main thing that stuck out to you with all these new faces? The main thing that stuck out to me was the the structure the Tigers play with mm-hmm. now. There's so much more structure with their offense and defense with Toby Smith at the helm. On offense, they were coming down running sets, not running pick and rolls. There was not a lot of late late shot clock mm-hmm. pick and rolls, a lot of late shot clock bad shots. There was not a lot of that. Uh, I think of that game was a tell of two halves. Like In the first half, I feel like... We saw the Tiger team that they could be. They shot 56% from the field. They had, I believe, like 11 assists on like 13 made baskets. They were hitting threes. They were clicking. 
talking, communicating on the defensive end. I feel like that's the Tiger team they could be. In the second half, they kind of got out-rebounded by Christian mm. Brothers. I think that's that's probably that, – I feel like even though it was an exhibition game, that's literally the, the mirror of what we're going to see this year. We're going to see the good Tiger team sometimes, mm. and we're going to see the bad Tiger teams other times. Well, and I think that should be something expected with the way that the program is right now. We, you know, you got a new coach, a new great coach in Tubby Smith. Uh, we're finally going to get to see some team basketball and not all this AAU stuff, look what I can do type of type of play. No more holding up numbers and – yeah, that was like players like, not like YMCA res- basketball. Yeah, dude. players not respecting the coach and stuff like that. We're probably gonna have some structure and some discipline uh, out there on the court. But you know, it, it should be expected in a transition year like this that you know we're probably not gonna win that many games. You know, I we mean, probably won't win twenty games this year. I think we will. We still I, think, I think we win twenty I games. We couldn't win twenty games last year. That's the thing. Because who was our who was our head coach? Josh Pass. There you go. And I, people say we're not gonna win twenty games, but you look at the schedule. It's set up for you to at least like I, I told somebody this the other day. Like our ceiling for me is at least twenty two wins. Mm-hmm. Like twenty two to twenty three wins is it should be. What's a the drop ground in floor? The, bucket. the ground floor is eighteen to eighteen to twenty. I think the ground floor is eighteen to twenty wins. If you look at the schedule, the way it sets up, mm-hmm. you could win legitimately twenty games easily. And I mean, right now. Um on the schedule, unless you we do end up playing Virginia or someone uh, in that early season tournament. Right now, the only ranked opponent we we have set to play is UConn, and we play them twice. That, that that's my thing. Like yeah. you, you look at it, you can easily start one and zero, two and zero, three and zero, four and zero, beat Providence five and zero, play Virginia in the championship game five and one, <coughs> Jackson State six and one, Ole Miss they're not that good mm. seven and one or six and two. But if you keep going down, who can really challenge you? I mean, Monmouth is a decent team. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma, you know what they have year in and year out. Monmouth, that's the one with the crazy bench, right? Yes. Oh, I'm so glad we're playing them here. Yes, it's going to be Liddy. Uh, Incarnate word, word, we shouldn't lose that game. SMU is always a formidable opponent, but they don't have, they have a new head coach. Mm-hmm. Larry Brown's out the door. South Carolina, you don't know what they have. Like They were a good team last year, but Frank Martin year in and year out. You never know. Um, QCon, they lost their first game. Yeah, they lost their. They lost. They got upset in their first game by a decent margin. Mm-hmm. So we don't know how good UConn's going to be this year. Like if you if you just look at the schedule, man. Like that, yeah, I mean, there's can, a lot of unknowns, and you just you you look at it. You look at teams that can be good. You look yeah. at uh, you know SMU who can be good. You look at Temple who can be good. You look at Cincinnati who can be good. You don't really. You're not really all that worried about. Well, Tulsa, Tulsa can be Tulsa's good. Decent. Tulsa can Tulsa's be good. Formidable, yeah. You're not really worried about Tulane. Um, Since Pash is gone, I'm not worried about East Carolina. Yeah, East Carolina is not th- going to be that big of a threat this year. Um, Houston, I don't see being a big of a threat. Uh, South Florida, not scared there. Central Florida, never be scared of Central Florida. They got Taco though. Is Taco still there? I don't think so. Taco Fall, big seven eight guy. He might still be. There. I think he's still there. But still, that guy was slow. He could not. He was not, not, very, not good. very good. All he was was tall. Yeah. But it's still like a sight to see when you see mm-hmm. a seven eight guy still on the basketball. Oh, God, that guy's huge. Yeah, he was huge. But yeah, like like it, it's a it's a we talk we talk about unknowns, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of unknown in the schedule. But like I said, like I feel like this if this Tiger team plays to their potential and plays to what Toby Smith wants them to be, they could easily win twenty games because I you look at I look at this roster, Jeremiah Martin at the point guard spot. You have Markel, who looked like a totally different player mm. against Christian Bowles. Granted, it was against Christian Bowles. They do have eight points, two rebounds, three assists in the first like six minutes of the game. So his confidence is there. Dedrick Lawson played his butt off. Mm. He seems a lot 
a lot more unselfish. He was not afraid to pass the basketball. Uh, Chad Rykook, he has some development. He has some work to do. He he has to stay out of foul trouble. He got two quick fouls against Christian Brothers. And you go to that bench, uh, Keon Clergio going to be a great player. Memphis fans are going to fall in love with this kid because he, he has that Memphis mentality. He has that bulldog mentality where you're not going to stop me from getting to the rim. He, he's a bulldog on the defensive end as well. So this roster, Craig Randall's back, mm. the guy who can shoot the basketball. So, I mean, if you look at this roster, you look at Tubby Smith, you put them together. I say 20 wins because – you have a conference, preseason conference player of the year in D.J. Lawson. Yeah. You have a great head coach in, T- in Tubby Smith. You have Jeremiah Martin, who's developing as a decent point guard in the American Conference. Mm. And Chad Rycook, who, uh, quote Jason Smith, he might be the third best, best big man in the conference, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, th- they have a pretty decent team. I think, it's, like you said, there's a lot. Of, also, Kristen, Kristen Kizzy, mm-hmm. the transfer from McNeese State, guy who can shoot the basketball lights out. So, like you mentioned, a lot of unknown, but there's a lot of – Uncertainty, but there's a lot of certainty at the same exact time when you have a guy on the sideline like Tubby Smith, the Hall of Fame basketball coach. Yeah, and having a guy like Tubby really, you know, when you look at the roster like this and you see, you know, all the some but question marks there, but when you have a guy like Tubby Smith, he can really, you know, turn those question marks into periods or exclamation points, you know, change Quick. change those type of players and teach them how to play as a team. You give this roster to Pastner. It's a free fall. It's a free, free for all. At fourteen, maybe. It's a you free may for win all. fourteen games. It's a free for. It's going to get ugly. It might mm-hmm. get ugly at Georgia Tech. And like I said, it's it's the difference. You could see the the absolute difference in this year and last year in literally mm-hmm. one basketball game. Like you could see it. You could see that the guy. Look, the players look like they're having fun. They look like mm-hmm. they. There's no shackles on me. There's no. If I shoot the basketball, I'm going to get yanked out of the game. Mm-hmm. Tubby pulls you for not playing defense. Yeah. If you don't have defensive intensity, he's going to pull you out of the game. But that's that's something all those guys look like they want to do. They want to they want to initiate on the defensive mm. end. There was a lot more talking on the defensive end on Tuesday. I'd never heard that much talking <laughs> in a Memphis Tigers defense ever. They play a little zone, one two two zone. Like it's gonna it's gonna be a fun year. I just I just hope Tubby can can win a couple games. He has the schedule set up for him to win like the first four, mm-hmm. so he can kind of get the get the the fans kind of okay. We're undefeated. We're four zero. So when they come back after that tournament from Destin, mm. maybe if they lose to Virginia, they come back after, I believe they have a home game afterwards, Yeah, you have some butts in the seats, you know? Yeah, I mean, you come back from that game, you'll be playing uh, against Jackson State. It, it, you can put some butts in the seats, because I think the intrigue from, it, like I said, they can go 4-0, and 5-1 after that tournament in mm. Destin, Memphis fans might be intrigued again, because they say, maybe we do have a formidable basketball team here. Uh, I think I think Memphis fans are going to come out and be intrigued regardless of yeah. how of what the record is because there's finally some excitement back into the program with with Tubby Smith coming in and you know I think a lot of fans feel uh, the same way I did before Christian Brothers you know well you know maybe they will they won't win a lot of games but if they can stay competitive and show me that something that they're building towards a brighter future I'm going to show up and I'm going to support yeah. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm going to show up and support it anyways. But, you know, Memphis is notorious oh, for having yeah. some very, fair very fair-weather fans. Yes, that, that's a problem. But I do think they'll they'll compete. They'll compete on yeah. every level. When you mentioned about building for the future, Tubby signed three guys earlier this week for mm-hmm. the, in the, the start of the earliest – is it the start of the early signing, signing period? David Nickelberry uh, is one of the big guys. He's a, he's a big wing uh, out of, I believe, Texas. No, out of Florida. He's out of Florida. Mm-hmm. There's another guy out of uh, Florida as well. I cannot remember that kid's name. But, I mean, he's building for the future, but you have to – and when you're in Memphis, you, three stars are not going to be okay. You know? Yeah. 
and I'm pretty sure Tubby will find a way to recruit the city of Memphis, but ultimately you're going to have to build a team because there's so much talent here. Mm-hmm. If, you, if this team can be good, if like we mentioned talked about the future, this team can be really really good down the line if Tubby can build the pieces to put the pieces in place to win basketball games. You go get the the um, Alex Lomaxes of the world. Go get the the Tyler Harris's of the world. Those kind of guys. Mm-hmm. Go get them. They're in your city. They're right next door. Go get them. Like the. Jarno Stokes, not Jarno Stokes, his brother Isaiah Stokes doesn't live anymore. But you got to tap into that. You got to tap into that early and often because if not, they're gone. Yeah. They're gone. And hopefully, I pray that Tubby does does a better job of recruiting the city of Memphis. Josh Passion did a great job at it, but I don't think he was good at like honing the talent Mm. that they had. I do think if Tubby gets those Memphis guys on his roster, he can hone the talent and make them the best basketball player. He can develop them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Pastor. On some of those teams he had, had some of the best talented teams this city's ever seen. The king of Memphis was on that. But was on one of he didn't teams. know how to develop them into a team. Yeah, He didn't know how to take them out of that AAU ball mentality. He didn't know how to put, put a system into place for a team to thrive. Yeah, And you bring in Tubby. If Tubby can recruit as well as Pastor did, and you bring in the style of play Tubby plays, the great coaching that he does – this team can be great. Yeah, they can be great. Talk, you talk about style of play. That's one thing I noticed from Tuesday is when Tubby came here, a lot of fans were like, oh, we're going to be gonna, slow. We're going to play slow-paced basketball. They got up and down, man. Mm. I think Tubby kind of told them, I have athletes. I'm going to use them. And they had, I counted, I, I still have this stat in my head. They had 12, they had 18 total mm-hmm. fast big points. They had 12 in the first half. Nice. So they were getting up and down. And mm. I even asked a question in the press conference after. I was like, Tubby, you know, were you telling those guys to get up and down? Like, were you telling them when you get the rebound, go? He's like, yeah. He was like, I honestly thought we would have more fast break points. Mm-hmm. So Tubby is initiating a, a system where it's not the typical Tubby Smith drag it out, score 50 points a game. Play play as play. great a defense as you can. I mean, they're going to do that. Yeah. They're going to do that. It'd, it'd be exciting to actually see some good defense this year and not just from. Markel Crawford. Yeah, Markel yeah. Crawford was literally the only guy that was able to play good defense. Jeremiah Martin. Last year. Martin. Martin had his spurts, but Crawford was a consistently good defensive player. Yeah, and it'd be nice to have five consistently good defensive players on the court. And it looked like that Tuesday. They looked like a unit. They mm-hmm. looked like like a, a, a well oiled defensive machine at some points in, against Christian Brothers. But back to my point of, uh, about Tubby and the pace of play. Memphis fans, they'll be. They'll be really excited to see this team play. They're going to get up and down, man. Mm. They're going to get up and down. They, like, DJ gets a rebound, he's gone. Like, you don't have to worry about an outlet man, a point guard. DJ gets a rebound, he's taking the ball down the court, initiating the offense from the top. So, Memphis fans don't have it. Don't worry about Tubby Smith and his drag-it-out system. The Tigers are going to play hard-nosed defense, and they're going to play basketball in transition. So, as we have something to look forward to. And looking at uh, look, looking forward to, who's the – New guy, the new face that Tigers need to look forward to seeing. You want to go transfer or you want to go freshman? Give me one of each. Okay, I'll go freshman Keon Clergio. I said his name before. He The second he checked into the game on Tuesday, he made his presence known. Mm. The dude is a – if you see him, he looks like a football player. He's stocky. He's solid. His, his first drive, his first points as a Memphis Tiger, drove baseline on two guys, finished strong at the rim. He's a bulldog. He has a bulldog mentality. He has that I'm going to get to the rim no matter what mentality. Even on the defensive end, like I said before, he gets up into guys. He's like he's, He seems like a really tough guy. Memphis fans are going to fall in love with him because mm. he has that Memphis vibe to him that I'm not, I don't give a bleep, man. I'm going to mm. get this job done by any means. And as far as transfers go, 
it's, it's easy to look at Chad Ryker because he is the, the big man. He's going to be yeah. the long big man on the roster. That's that's a, that's the place on this on this team where they're lacking in, in big men. But I'm going to go Christian Kizzy because he's a transfer from McNeese State. Mm-hmm. He led the conference in three point percentage uh, in that in that prospective conference. He's going to be the shooter that Memphis really loaned for. He's a guy that can knock down a three point shot. I wouldn't be surprised if he leads the American Conference in three point percentage this year. And that'd be good to have some three point shooting. Last year, three point shooting was very, very streaky. Yeah. You know, with guys that are still on the team last year, you look at uh, Jeremiah Martin and Craig Randall. Uh, you Jeremiah, know, not a bit. Good they shooter. both, they both, you know, they had moments where they could knock them down. But especially with Craig Randall, he was very streaky. If he made a couple, he was going to keep making. Yeah. If he missed a couple, he might not make a three for another four games. That's the, I think that's the difference in this year, this year and last year. I think Craig Randall has a lot. Lot off his back, you know. Mm-hmm. He seems like Christian Brothers. Going back to that game, uh, when he hit his first three that he made, it was a catch and shoot, no no hesitation, catch and shoot, swish. Three possessions later, catch and shoot, Craig Randall, swish. I mean, it's I think it's a confidence thing with him. Yeah, if he's not his confidence not shake, it's not shaken, or he's not worried about getting yanked from the game for maybe taking a three point shot. He can fly, play easy and free, hmm. and if he, but if he's worried about oh man, let me, no, I don't want to shoot this. Maybe if I shoot this here, I'm going to get yanked. Then the, all the doubt comes into your mind and it throws off everything else. So I do think Kirk Brown's going to have a better year this year. Jeremiah Martin's going to have to shoot the ball better this year. But I do think Christian Kizzy. Another thing on him, the dude at Mending State was the only guy on their team. Mm-hmm. Like when they played against teams, they focused in on him. Like I, I, he talked about all the time, talks about all the time now how it feels good to not all that pressure not on his to back. be the not to be not the to be guy the, the guy he's just one of the guys yeah like he can stand in the corner this I mean nobody's worried I mean they're worried about him mm-hmm. but I mean the defense is the offense in. the offense doesn't have to go through him exactly and the, he's a guy that put up big numbers at McNeese State mm-hmm. so I think he could, he could do the same at Memphis he's a, he's not a big guy but he's about six foot tall yeah it says they got him here listed at six one one eighty two yeah he's about. Give him five eleven, five eleven, five ten. So he can he can shoot the ball. So he's shorter than me. He's short. He's a short guy. Wow. But he can shoot the basketball. So that's what you like to see. But I will say, like, we we talked about all the positives in this team. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to go to the weaknesses because we saw some of those weaknesses yeah. against Christian Brothers. And let's let's move on to the weaknesses because we want to give our listeners, you know, a full oh yeah round no, of discussion. No, they got to know no, everything. No bias around here, man. No. So in the second half in that Christian Brothers game. Christian Bell's got nine offensive boards in that second half. Mm. They were crashing the boards like crazy. DJ Lawson went out, I believe, four minutes into that second half, and after that, like all hell broke loose. Like they were crashing the boards because Ry Cook was also Ry Cook was in there, but he wasn't really banging. That's that's the thing with Ry Cook. I just don't. He's he's six. Uh, they got him listed at six eleven two thirty, and that's two two thirty really stretched out. Yeah, I mean that guy's got no muscle, no size built on him, and I don't know how. Physical, he's going to be able to play. I don't know either. He and he needs to be able to play physical. We need a, a physical guy down low. We, we do need a physical guy down low, and that's that's one thing that we're missing. And mm. that's and that's going to hurt. I believe that's going to hurt us. I think Austin Nichols going to have a field day with us inside. And it helps that not a lot of there's not a lot of big men that we play on our on our schedule. Mm. But Chad Rock is going to have to get better and not fouling because against Christian Brothers, how do you get two quick fouls against Christian Brothers? We like. With this I mean, team, it's, it's the guy's first, first collegiate game in four years. I mean, he's going to be a little nervous. I'll give him that. I'll give him that. But we, you know, your team needs you on the court. Mm-hmm. We know we're very thin at big men. We have Jamaro Rivers, a guy who, who's a uh, Southwest Community College transfer. He's a thin guy as well. He he can leave out of the building, but he's a very he has a very frail frame, and he's not the biggest mm-hmm. guy. So I don't want to. 
I don't think Tubby wants to like rely on him, you know, to be the only big man. So I think that's where our, the only the, one of the weaknesses I see on this team is 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 size. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you look up and down the roster. I mean, already size wise, you've already got two guys listed, and then you said uh, Keon is definitely five eleven instead of six yeah. one. You've got two other guys listed at five eleven and five ten, yeah. and then you've got two six one six a couple six threes. The average height on this team is probably about six three. About six three, and they have lineups where they can go long. Mm-hmm. Like I, at one point, uh, Tubby had Jamario Rivers at the top of the one two two zone. It was Jam- I think it was Jamario, Jeremiah, Craig, Diedrich, and KJ. Mm-hmm. They look long, man. So th- he has he has lineups where he can go long, where they look bigger on the floor than what they are. Yeah. But when it comes down to playing a team that has a big man that knows what he's doing, a la Austin Nichols. You're gonna go have a field day, but when you look at the AAC, there's not really that many big men mm-hmm. that can do that. So, I think Tubby's gonna play to his strengths, and he's gonna do his best job to hide his weaknesses, and that's what he's done for damn near what 30 years of head coaching. Yeah, and has gotten him to 16 NCAA tournaments, something like that. I know at Kentucky, he never lost. He made it to the tournament every year, never lost in the first round, and I made it to at least six, seven Sweet Sixteens. Yeah, so I mean. He, he's done That's something. It. I'll take. He's I'll take that. I'll take that. that. Like, like I said, he does. He does his job of playing to his strengths and hiding his weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And I think he's going to do that this year because he knows what his weaknesses are, and it's going to be in the on the inside. Because yeah. you have ten guys, ten scholarship guys. You have a couple walk-ons on the outside the on the end of the bench. You don't expect him to play. Yeah. I mean, so if we have an, if the Tigers have an injury, it might get ugly. Mm-hmm. But then he needs all the. He even he even cracked a joke at the press conference. He said, "We don't get hurt." He said, "If you're injured, no, you're not injured. You're not. You're not injured because he knows how thin this roster yeah, is. Yeah, you lose. I mean, we're we're two injuries away from a guy I used to play against in high school, Alex Moffitt from Fayette Academy, getting out of the court. And I'm not saying anything bad about Alex Moffitt. I mean, the guy was a phenomenal athlete in high school. Not I don't think else. he was. I I never thought he was a, a Memphis guy. I mean, maybe a lower D D one, high D two. I yeah. mean, the guy the guy's got talent. I'll give him that. Yeah, but I don't know." How well he's been able to develop develop his play in the last three years while he's been a member of the Pike fraternity and being at parties with me every weekend. Yeah, that's not the best way. Maybe to develop he's developed that. his game a little bit better than maybe he does things outside of it that nah, I don't see. But I don't think so. We, I saw him on the court; he was looking kind of chunky out there. <laughs> so I don't think that's a. We don't want to rely on that, those guys. Like Catrell Williams is also on the roster. Mm-hmm. A guy who played at Harding Academy in Memphis. Jonathan Benz, a guy who played at Germantown last Jonathan year. Jonathan Benz, a. Five eleven, yes, five eleven. Jonathan, he's not. Uh, that's giving him a lot. Yeah, the guy can shoot the ball lights out, but I don't think he's a D one level talent. He's mm-hmm. a walk on. So, I mean, he was great at Germantown. The guy, amazing at Germantown. So, I mean, when you can say you're two injuries away from like li- literally waving the white flag. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think Tubby's going to do his best job to, like I said, put those guys in the best position to, like, don't get hurt. Yeah, don't and, get hurt. But and I know, and honestly, we haven't even mentioned this guy's name all. All the whole show, but I know Jake McDowell is, uh, is already having knee problems. Exactly, knee tendonitis. And I mean, Jake's going to be relied on to play some heavy minutes this year, and that's something he's not used to. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see how his body like kind of adjusts to playing mm-hmm. from goes from playing maybe spot five to seven, eight minutes to playing maybe twenty minutes a game. Yeah. So it's, I hope Jake's ready because he's going to have to play basketball this year. He is. He's going to have to play some good minutes. Some. Some, you ain't garbage time no more. You're not son. garbage time no more. You're going to be in there in crunch time now. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see that. And one guy we haven't mentioned for some reason, K.J. Lawson. 
Yeah. Guy who's coming off injury. Well, KJ always gets, you know, a little overshadowed by his brother. Yeah, he does. But he's the older brother. Yeah. <laughs> that's the weird part about it. Well, that's the thing. When you look at the, lo- at the loss in family, apparently they just the younger they are, the better they are. That's literally how it goes. Mm-hmm. That is literally how it goes. They have a guy, Chandler, at East High School right now. He's a top 20, top 30, actually, in this class. Mm-hmm. Sophomore. Great player. I'm going to go watch him play a lot this year. And have another kid. The younger one, he's freshman or he's a freshman eighth grade, at, and he's like top five in his yes. class on ESPN. It's ridiculous. He's really good. So I mean, like you said, as they get as they get younger, they get better. But KJ, he's still a black hole. I saw mm-hmm. a lot of black hole in KJ on Tuesday. A guy who don't want to give up the basketball. A guy who when he gets the he when he gets the ball in his hands, he feels like he has to do something mm-hmm. with it. Like just, instead of making the smart basketball play, he has to make a me play. So I think that's. As the year goes on, Tubby's going to kind of like get that out of him. I hope, yeah, because he could be a good basketball player. Like Jason talks about it all the time, he's a guy who plays with his emotion a lot, and that emotion in him can either be really it good can be for you, great, or it can destroy you, or it can destroy you. In a lot of situations, it destroys KJ. But mm. when he's rolling, when he's when he's he's making baskets, he's getting rebounds, he's getting steals, that emotion's up up high. KJ's probably a, a great basketball player. Mm. So I want to see what he what Tubby can do with him. Yes, I do. I'm just I'm excited for the year. I am too. As we wind down on our last few minutes, let's go ahead and make some predictions. Where do they? How many wins? Um, Give me one number, I, not I a range. At it, one I number. looked at it yesterday. I was trying to like kind of play it out. I was I think I said 22 and eight, mm-hmm. like 22 and eight, 23 and eight range, or 23 and nine, 22 and nine, like that range. Mm-hmm. Maybe like a 12 seed in the tournament, 12, 13 seed. Jumping up, you already moving. Ahead of ahead of me, I was going to ask you know about the conference tournament first, and then oh the, my bad, then oh, the net, then I, the NCAA. I, I, you you asked for it all. I'm hey, give go it no, me. go ahead and give me give it to me all. The wins, uh, the where do we finish in the conference, and do we make the tournament? I'll give you twenty twenty two and twenty two and nine. Mm-hmm. You finish second in the conference, make it all the way to ship. You don't have to make it to the ship to be finished second in the conference. I'm saying like regular season. Oh, regular finish, season. Okay. Finishing conference. Uh, make it to the tournament. I give you a twelve. Give us the twelve seed. 12 seed maybe, losing the first round. Not a bad first year. Not a bad first year, especially after we've missed out on all postseason play last year. Straight years. After sitting down here, going through all this, I'm feeling a little bit better. I'm going to say 21 wins. I'm going to say we finish third in the conference. But I'm going to say we make it to the conference championship because Tubby can coach in crunch time. And I say we do get to the tournament, maybe closer to a 13-14 seed and lose the first round. But, hey, that's a great year in my book. It's good to be back in the tournament. That's a good year in my book right now. All you want is that Tiger Blue back in the NCAA tournament, whether Mm -hmm. regardless it's an 8 seed, whether it's a 2 seed, whether it's a 14 seed. I just want the Tiger Blue. Put me at 15. I don't care. We just want want a reason to be happy about Mm -hmm. Tiger basketball. Make Tiger basketball great again. Yes. Tubby Smith. And he will do that. I think it all begins tomorrow. By the way, if anyone wants tickets to the game, you can go to Kroger. They're selling the, they're doing the Kroger the five dollar five dollar saver tickets. Oh, and I'm getting me one of the bobbleheads tomorrow too. And a bobblehead. They will be giving away Toby Smith bobbleheads at the game tomorrow. So get your five dollar saver tickets. Get your butt down to the floor tomorrow to support the Tigers and get a Toby Smith bubble a Tubby Smith bobblehead in the process. 
they are. All right, Devin, go ahead and shout out everything uh, as we wrap up. Let's wrap it up. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Devin underscore Walker 5. Follow me on Instagram at DM Walker 5. And follow me on the Snap at DM Walker 5. And always listen to me and Drew on Tuesdays and Thursdays on the United Two Sports. And also listen to Drew this basketball season. Can we do some yeah. color commentary and play by play? I can't do it that much this year because mm-hmm. I'm doing like the stuff for NCAA.com. So. I had to kind of give up my reins, all my games this year. So, I think I'm doing. Listen to Drew. Milwaukee, I think I'll be play by play Wednesday, November 16th uh, against Milwaukee. Well, uh, yeah, and be sure to follow me on Instagram, on Twitter at dbear36, Instagram at dbear1236. Don't forget to listen to Cerrito Live from 11 to 1 on Sports 56 WHBQ and the Blue and Gray Show from 5 to 7 on Sundays on Sports 56 WHBQ. And of course, like Devin said, listen in to the Sports Edge program on Thursdays, Tuesdays and Thursdays from 8.35 to 9 o'clock for the greatest college perspective. Fortunately, that's all the time we have today. For Devin Walker, I am Drew Barrett. Have a wonderful and blessed day. Yeah! Do you live in Memphis? Do you suffer from weekday boredom? Do you sit around on weeknights looking at your phone trying to find something to do? If so, ask your doctor about Cerrito Trivia. Well, actually, that might be a little weird. Instead, just stop playing on your phone and start inviting your friends to play Cerrito Trivia. It's more than just your average mind-numbing pub quiz. It's Trivia Night with questions and stuff you and your friends know and like. Featuring unique weekly themes including movies, music, 90s TV shows, current events, and more. All shows are free to play. For more information on locations, weekly themes, and drink specials, visit CerritoTrivia.com or like Cerrito Trivia on Facebook and browse the best team name Hall of Fame. And did you know Cerrito Trivia isn't just for bars and restaurants? Contact Cerrito Trivia at gmail.com to bring Memphis's most unique trivia experience to your next party, work function, rehearsal dinner, reunion, seminar, retreat, or special event. Cerrito Trivia is the perfect prescription for weekday boredom. Side effects may include wing prices, laughing out loud, high-fiving, eating mass quantities of delicious food, consumption of adult beverages, rock, paper, scissors, and spending quality time with friends. Now play Cerrito Trivia every Tuesday night on Broad Avenue at Rec Room and in East Memphis at Mellow Mushroom every Wednesday night downtown at Tampa Tap and every Thursday night on South Main at the Green Beetle and the Arcade Restaurant.